0: been three years since mom died and two since dad remarried i still don't get it like how can you claim to love somebody so much and just one year after they are dead you remarry is that how fast you fall in love <laughs> meanwhile the auntie is so annoying she insists on she insists on me calling her mom i'm like you're not my mom you have to actually Be my mom for me to call you mom. You have to earn that respect. And you can't just whisk into somebody's life and expect, like, two years later, I should be all warmed up to you, calling you mom, and you know, laughing at your dry jokes. She's so annoying, and I wonder what my dad saw in her. Anyway, fast forward to this day, like, as usual, she's so annoying and just looking for ways to leave the house. (sighs) There's this guy that has been texting me. And we've been talking on Facebook. I mean, he's okay, Sha. Given the fact that he's actually a university undergraduate. And ever since I've been trying to... Ever since I wrote my last jam, I've been depressed. Because, I mean, whatever can I do with 170 in jump? And I actually wanted to go to Unilag. But on the bright side, this guy seems interesting. Because, I mean, he goes to Unilag. And he makes me seem as if... It gives me this feeling of, you know, connectedness, like to know somebody and talk to somebody that actually schools them. It gives me hope that one day I too will be in their same situation. He's been texting me and I've been actually posting him because I've not really been up to it. I mean, I've never really gone out on a date with somebody. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to act? But on this very day, it's as if he knows I just want to leave the house. So he texts me very timely, very, very timely. And he says, why don't we just go out to the restaurant near your house and just get something to eat and talk? That sounded very, very enticing because, I mean, given the fact that I wanted to leave the house so badly and given the fact that it would actually be, you know, one of the opportunities to actually just see him and, you know, ask him about the school, things to expect. I mean... I am an aspiring university undergraduate, okay, so I, I need to start going out on dates so I can see how these things happen. So, I say, you know what, I'm going on on these dates, I'm going on these dates. So, I I, te- I text him, yes, and on the plus side, he actually does have a car. Now, I don't know, it's definitely not his car, but he has something that rides on four wheels, so I'm definitely interested more. So, when i'm dressing up my mom in hotel mask comes and she asks me where am i going i'm like out i will be back i'm coming please don't even obviously i didn't say that i just told her that eh, i'm going to see somebody not too far from here at the restaurant She said i should be back early i'm like yeah whatever i didn't say that too also (laughs) so he comes to my street and he picks me up while driving my, my thoughts just you know travel far and wide and I'm just thinking of the times before mom died and before and when things were beautiful and how we were one happy family. And it made me sad. It made me really sad. So did I notice when he actually passed the restaurant? I think I did, but it didn't matter at that point. Just wanted to be far away from home as possible. And And then, when he noticed I didn't say anything, he was like, oh, change of plans. We're actually going for a house party. I'm like, hmm, house party, okay. Not the intended plan, but like I said, I am an aspiring fresher. So, I need to learn how these things work. And I need to know, you know, I need to have some first-hand experience before I enter university. So that when I'm in the university, you know... I'll be one of the happening babes now. I'll be like, yeah, it's not my first time. I've had them one or two, you know. So I was like, hmm, okay. And he promised to bring me back before my coffee time. We get to the we get to the house party, and it's literally not what I expected. I expected, I don't even know what I expected because I've never been to any house party before. So when I was faced with a lot of smoking, loud music up to 50 people in a living room you can't even breathe no space to be you can't even see clearly because smoke has clouded the whole room then he says he's coming back he's going to get me a drink and i'm just you know left there awkward and all this is not what i expected this is i really actually don't want to go home like this minute i am so uncomfortable he comes back with a drink and a smile on his face and he's like Losing up, it's a party, you know. We're about to be in a uni lag babe, we need to need to know all these things. The instant reminder of that made me to lose enough. I'm like, hey, I mean, what's the worst that could go wrong? What is the worst that could go wrong? I was just about to find out that something worse could happen. So he gave me this drink and five minutes later I'm feeling very woozy. Feeling somehow I'm having dizzy spells and I'm almost falling down immediately he just drops his drink and he catches me just before I fall down and he's like what's wrong I'm like I can't even talk that's all I remember the next time I wake up wake up to I wake up to him wearing his boxers and just then and images flash in my head pictures of me struggling begging crying begging him to stop (sighs) begging him to stop pleading with him but he fell on deaf ears it was just as if this wasn't this was a totally different guy from the guy that brought me to this house party he violated me he raped me (laughs) he raped me and he didn't even have any remorse whatsoever turns out I actually spiked my drink and ripped me because I didn't know where, where, where to go I didn't have any money on me I had no choice but to join him back to the house when I got back my auntie was my dad's wife was shouting and screaming and asking me why I came back I couldn't even bother to look at her I guess she noticed and she just kept quiet and you know just stop shouting ever since then my life has not remained the same I have been f- saddled with depression and anxiety and I can't even look any guy in the face anymore how could this guy do this to me I was only born an today. I just wanted to I just wanted to leave the house I just wanted to go somewhere I just wanted to get, gain experiences is this actually how university is is this is what happens to all the Unilag babes. Fast forward to two years later, things never remained the same. I definitely got admission into Unilag, but I never attended any social event. I never saw the guy again. Never saw him again, and I was broken. I was not just broken, I was scarred. I couldn't even. As much as accepts a date to go out with anybody, and yeah, the, in the rare occasions where I did, I made sure I made sure to carry my own money in case anything happened. Whew. Then I met after school, I met this guy, you know, just like other guys. I mean, guys will be guys, right? I met this guy, and he's so loving and so warm like how can you be like this when there are other people that are like that if you know what i mean he didn't even okay i told him the story was actually one of the few people i told the story of what shaped my my life and what shaped my ideologies and what shaped my my experiences i told him and he was like he he didn't even see he didn't even I don't know what he did in particular, but he just made me feel so at home, so welcome. At that point, I didn't even have feelings for him. And I didn't plan on having feelings for anybody in this life. One day, we go out. If I remember correctly, it was in his house. Because like I said, I don't go on dates. We are at his house and... All of a sudden there's this strong connection and he holds my hand and looks into my eyes i thought he was going to see the hurts the depression the i thought he was going to see me as the girl who was molested and abused but he didn't all he said was you look so beautiful And i was like you know i'm still healing rights and he held my hand and squeezed it and said, Yes, and I'm here for you every step of the way. That was the single most genuine and intentional thing anybody has ever done for me. And guess what? Between the ins and out and the ups and downs, seven years later, I married this guy with a beautiful son. And things are looking up even though I look at my past and I'm like and you know I still feel some some kind of hurt I mean do we ever really get through these things do we really ever get past these things but it's important to always have somebody at around your corner always there holding your hand every step of the way so we are married and we have this beautiful loving son his beautiful loving son that's so i mean he's my joy he's every single thing to me he means so much to me it's his um cultural day in school and i have to attend obviously i mean what kind of mom will i be (laughs) <laughs> if I don't attend. And not just that, I mean, I attend every single thing going on in my, my my son's school, every single thing. Even if it's a coloring class with parents, I will be there and on time too. So, last year, um, I had a talk with the principal. I seemed to notice that only three type, tribes were, were represented in the school. I had to remind her that Nigeria is made... Of more than 205 ethnic groups so why don't we be more inclusive and she she bought the idea and ever since then we've been besties so it wasn't so much of a surprise when I was asked to deliver a speech during the cultural day I get to my son's school and I sit down with the parents I look to the side and guess who I see guy I saw the guy that did this to me more than 15 years ago I was in utter shock I couldn't even move and his wife was just near him and I remember having a chat with his wife I mean we call us you know friends because our children go to the same school and all the thoughts and all the time she's talked about her husband how he's always so busy how he's such a good man all these times keep on coming back to memory i'm like is this the good man is this the good man he looks to my side and he freezes as well there's absolute silence in my head (sighs) what do i do now i can't can't even move i thought i was past this trauma (laughs) i wish my husband was here so that he could hold my hand and squeeze it again it's time for me to deliver the speech and it takes everything in me to stand up from where I'm sitting and I walk to the podium, collect the mic and I thank the principal for this opportunity instead of me, you know, talking about inclusion, ethnic groups, how many ethnic groups we have I said, well, you know what, I'm actually going to call out this motherfucker I am so i said dear students teachers and parents if you look to the side on the third row in the fourth column is one guy mr jide wearing a yellow shirt and a red trouser now i will tell you some beautiful details that happened 15 years ago between me and mr jide all of a sudden he's standing up and he's covering his head in shame and leaving the arena mr jide where are you going Come and stay back and let everybody know you for who you actually are. Hi, my name is Onine. I am a pharmacy student and the host on the Uncensored podcast. And this is my submission for the WOW FM audio contest. Now, disclaimer, all credits and intellectual intelligence and properties (laughs) doesn't actually belong to me this is actually an excerpt from the book nearly all the men in lagos are mad by Damilare kuku obviously there have been some modifications and a little changes but the bulk of the creative definitely goes to damileri thank you so much and i hope you enjoyed listening as much as i enjoyed making it